0: This is Speaking, Speaking with the Enemy.
1: Well, it may be a short week, a short turnaround for the Thai Cats, having just played Friday, getting set for their game in Ottawa on Wednesday. But, of course, we have all your favorite shows here on the Thai Cats Audio Network, and that includes Speaking with the Enemy. And with the Ottawa Red Blacks set to host the Ticats, very pleased to be joined by The Voice of the red blacks you can find him on tsn 1200 in ottawa it's aj Jacobic. aj thank you for uh giving me some time this afternoon and um it's safe to say for the red blacks this probably isn't the way sitting at the bottom of the east division you know dominique davis under center this is not the way the red blacks probably saw their season going is it
0: no it's it's been a tough start for sure i i think uh you know, when you look at 2019, I mean, they knew they needed to make some changes. And I think they, you know, made some key and appropriate changes in that offseason. But, you know, a lot of things have happened since then. And I'm not sure that any team in the CFL has been hit as hard. Every team got hit with some retirements and, and injuries and that sort of thing, uh, you know, from 2019 to 2021. But I'm not sure a team got hit, especially so late. Uh you know, harder than the Ottawa Red Locks. I mean, they lost one of the best cover guys in the league uh, in, in terms of special teams and, and J.P. Bolduc to retirement. Then they lost Corey Tindall, who's, you know, one of the best blitzers in, in, in the Canadian Football League to retirement. And then two all-star Canadians, which you just can't replace, uh, you know, one four-time thousand-yard guy. Brad Sinopoli, who's you know next stop is the Hall of Fame, and Alex Mateus, who's an All-Star center, and the fact that Mateus' backup, their first-round pick from 2019, Alex Fontana, got hurt and couldn't play, and then you add in Jalen Saunders, who of course, Tie Cats fans know all too well, um, with with a car accident, and you know they they were kind of behind the eight ball from the outset, and then combination of injuries. Uh, to start this season, I mean, it's been a real lengthy list. You look at the old line in particular; they haven't been able to dress the same five guys game to game. And this week, there's six guys that have started on the old line this year. This year, that uh, that are either limited in practice or did not practice so far this week. So they've been hit hard by injuries, and and you know, quite frankly, Matt Nichols' arm uh, didn't look. You know, with like it had the same zip as it did in 2019 pre-shoulder surgery. So, a lot of different things, but you know, in the end, they gotta they gotta figure things out. They gotta figure things out in a hurry because, you know, one and four. To me, it's not even about pushing for a playoff spot. It's just about showing they can be competitive again because really they haven't really shown that they can play uh, competitive football since the first week when they won in Edmonton. And I think uh, you know that would be a big step this week just to get everything firing once again and at least play a close football game against what I think is a very good Hamilton team.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, the extended rest, I guess they had a bye week. The Ticats are playing on a quick turnaround, so maybe they'll look to kind of strike at that. I do want to talk about some of the the key moves that have been made in the last uh, couple weeks, and uh, we'll start with Kenny Stafford because this seems like a guy who can come in who knows – the CFL knows the Canadian game. He seems like somebody who can come in and they'll they'll try to look to pretty early on uh, in his Red Blacks uh, debut, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I'm curious to see how a lot of these – I mean, they brought in a lot of receivers, right? So, you know, whether it's Kenny Stafford, whether it's Terrence Williams with uh, experience in the NFL with the Dallas Cowboys, so I'm curious to see where these guys fit in. Irvin Phillips is another player that, uh, you know, has seen first-team reps this week at, at practice out of Syracuse university. And he, uh, he dressed last week for his first Canadian football league game. There, there's no doubt they haven't got enough from that position. And, um, you know, the losses of Saunders and Ensonoply have hurt for sure. Um, I do think they have some good receivers. I think, you know, Ryan Davis has a lot of potential in this league as a, an explosive slot receiver type. RJ Harris is a guy that can certainly, uh, can certainly be a reliable target and you know nate behar taken a step as a canadian receiver that you know had a lot of promise saw him a lot uh, at carl university and just uh couldn't find his way i mean just it took him a while i don't know if it, it had a little bit to do with the fact that he missed that first camp in, in edmonton and kind of like you know they say about starting a season like that sometimes you're jumping on a treadmill when it's going full bore and that that's not easy to do, right? So, uh, Bahar looks like he's he's taken some steps in that direction. So there there's some there's some promising players here in terms of you know receivers, but too many drops so far. And Dedman's another guy. I mean, we 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 saw Devontae Dedman in 2019 as a return guy and a, a player that uh, is dangerous every time he he touches the football. And you know he missed the last game against BC. He's been dangerous not just in the return game, but even in limited action uh, on offense whether he had to fill in at running back or at receiver or whatever so i would expect that he's going to see more time as well just because he's a guy that uh is so dangerous every time he touches the ball
1: uh the other big signing uh, in the last uh, little bit here a uh, duck hodges uh certainly getting a lot of attention i know uh uh, I know Lapo was on uh, your station, TSN 1200, today talking about it. He's already saying maybe we should lower our expectations, you know, but uh, this has got to be a bit of a buzz in, uh, in Ottawa. A guy with NFL experience who wanted to come up here signing a three-year contract. What's, what's kind of the buzz around uh, Hodges here?
0: Yeah, I think there is a lot of excitement just surrounding, you know, what he did in college, which was, you know, he, he broke records uh, at the FCF. FCS level uh, playing for Sanford University in Alabama so uh, there's that the, the fact that he did win some games with the Pittsburgh Steelers two years ago and just his genuine enthusiasm to be here I mean he wouldn't have that genuine enthusiasm um, if he wasn't going to sign a three-year deal right so obviously he wants to be a part of the league and uh, I, I would also preach patience I mean it takes guys especially quarterbacks a long time to kind of figure things out, learn the Canadian game. So I'm not expecting that he's going to come in and play right away. I'm expecting, you know, he'll learn the game and at his pace, hopefully pick up the offense and, and just the nuances of the Canadian football league quickly. And, you know, maybe by the end of the season, they can find a way to, to get him in, but to think that he's going to come in here in the next couple of weeks and make an impact, I think is probably asking a little bit too much. So I understand why. Coach Lappo is is preaching patience when it comes to that because this is definitely a long-term move more than a short-term fix.
1: I was about to say, I mean, it almost seems like Lappo is the the perfect coach for Hodges in this situation, a guy who knows the offense, has been a quarterback's coach, offensive coordinator. How do you feel like they'll connect as player-coach? Yeah,
0: I I mean, I I think – it, it shouldn't be an issue, right? I mean, you never know how it's going to play out. But just the fact that I, I, think, I think the players do love playing for him, especially on the offensive side of the ball where he's, you know, not just the head coach, but he is the offensive coordinator and a very detailed coach and, and someone that leaves no stone unturned when it comes to, you know, trying to be as creative offensively as possible. I, I just know from working the league, you know, back since since 2014, just how how, how much he is, I, I don't know if I want to say feared, but certainly respected by defensive players in terms of his offenses uh, in the past few years. And, you know, yeah, it's been a slow start here this year for sure uh, on that side of the ball. But we have seen at least some signs of life. They are moving the ball a little bit more. You know, net offense is way up the last couple of games since Dominic Davis has started. So, no doubt. I, I think, uh, you know, a- any offensive player like, that that comes in is, is raved about his preparation and, and, and what they've brought to the table. They just have to find a way to put it all together.
1: Uh, when it comes to putting it all together, the defense started so well, uh, you know, allowing under 25 points first three games. Last few games, it seems like it's just kind of gotten away from them. How do you expect them to get back on track against a Hamilton team I mean, that, that, that isn't really, let's be honest here, if, if, if they're going with David Watford, if they're still without guys like Addison, and, I mean, this seems like an opportunity for the defense to get back on track on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I'd hope that it's more than just the loss of two key secondary guys in Abdul Kenna and Sherrod Baltimore because they looked so good those first three weeks and, and kept – Ottawa in those games when they couldn't move the ball and the last couple of games, when they've moved the ball a little bit more and scored a few more points. um, It's been tough. I mean, number one, the offense has to has to ensure that I, I think it starts on that side of the ball. You can't turn the ball over. You can't, can't give the opposition a short field or gift them points. They gifted them, you know, BC 14 points, seven in special teams and seven, um you know with that pick six at the end of the first half against the lions so i think it starts with that but you know they 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 just have to do a better job in a lot of different areas i think week 1 to week 5 i expected week 1 you know things to be a little bit sloppy but you know what we saw last week in bc missed tackles and missed assignments uh, you know it just wasn't good enough so um no doubt they could use Uh, the likes of Baltimore and Kenna in the secondary, but, you know, they're they're not going to be back this week. So uh, I think, you know, this group has to find its way, and hopefully uh, from an Ottawa perspective, over the course of the last week, they've been able to fix some of the issues that they had in the last couple of weeks, and we'll see if they can kind of show a little bit more of what they showed the first three weeks of the season because uh, certainly the talent uh, is there, starting with the man in the middle, Avery Williams.
1: I think it's safe to say you've probably been to about a 1,000 sporting events in the city of Hamilton – or in the city of Ottawa, excuse me. Uh, that's probably an underestimation. But what's it been like to, to have fans after everything we've been through, this home game, to Wednesday night game, under the lights? I mean, what's it been like to, to get to celebrate this team? And, again, it's gone through many iterations, but we love the Red Blacks now, right? I mean, what does it mean to have fans back at TD Place?
0: Yeah, it's great. It's just uh, another sign that we're getting a little bit more back to normal, right? So uh, it, it started with some basketball, Blackjacks basketball. They were able to welcome a thousand fans to a handful of games towards the end of the CEBL season. Then uh, Atletico Ottawa, the soccer team, finally was able to play a home game, um, you know, after playing in a couple of bubbles in PEI and Winnipeg, and, you know, all, of, all about that, Louis. And, uh, Yeah, I mean, they they got 12,000 of their first game, uh, which was fantastic. As you know, the limits on Ontario are are 15,000. So, um, yeah, I I think just kind of another step towards normalcy, right? And, and, you know, it felt the the buzz was back. And now it's just about, you know, making sure the fans go home happy a, a little bit. Because it's been, you know, going back to 2019, 10 straight, home losses, which, you know, is never a good thing. I know a lot of fans, um, you know, and, and whether this changes with, you know, the all vaccinated situation at TD Place going forward, that everyone's going to have to be vaccinated uh, to attend a, a game. Um, I'm not sure, but, you know, i know only had over 2000 deferrals of season ticket holders that said, keep my money. And, yeah. you know, basically uh, I'll be back in 2022. So, so yeah, everyone's got a different level of comfort, but um, I, I know just having that buzz back is great. Now they're they're just hoping for uh, a better home performance after a couple that, that maybe weren't uh, up to stuff.
1: Well, some of my uh, favorite uh, memories covering this league, of course, uh, the Grey Cup in Ottawa. I know that that city loves their football, and uh, you know, like I said, return to normalcy, hopefully. Uh, We'll see it a lot more full sooner rather than later. Uh, AJ, thank you so much for connecting. Great to uh, chat with you, buddy. My pleasure, Louis. And my thanks to AJ for joining me today on Speaking with the Enemy. Make sure to like and subscribe to the Cats Audio Network so you never miss an episode. And make sure to join us on Tiger Cats pregame on Wednesday when Courtney, Stephen, and I will be joined by uh, the color commentator for the Red Blacks on a new edition of, pregame edition I should say, of Speaking with the Enemy. As mentioned, like and subscribe so you never miss an episode here on the Cats Audio Network. Thanks for checking us out today. You can catch me on Tie Cats Today, It drop today, and you can catch me on Tie Cats Today, all leading up to the game on Wednesday. For the Tie Cats Audio Network, I'm Louis B., hoping you have a great day.